people very often don't want those around them to change because then it might affect their relationship with them or their friendship. Or So I think you have to stop and ask yourself, like, why I, I crave this change, I desire this change, but what's holding me back from making the change? Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I am your host, Rosie Acosta, yoga teacher and teacher trainer, mindfulness coach, speaker, and creative writer. I am also the founder of radicallyloved.com, a website where you can go for more information about yoga, mindfulness, meditation, and lifestyle advice. On this podcast, we talk to people within our health and wellness community that are creating content through the ritualistic practice of yoga, meditation, or overall mindful living. We hope to create value in your life so that you can achieve your highest potential and live a radically loved life. To stay in touch with us, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rosie Acosta and on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie. You can sign up for our newsletter on radicallyloved.com to stay up to date on future workshops, retreats, and latest podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Organifi. Now you can sip your way to radiant skin with Organifi's new product, Glow. This refreshing superfood naturally boosts collagen, smooths fine lines, protects the skin from sun exposure and toxins, and naturally moisturizes the skin. It's super simple to use. You simply mix one scoop with eight to 10 ounces of water, and you shake it and you drink it. And in natural Organifi fashion, it's got such incredible superfoods like aloe vera, pomegranate extract, lemon powder, coconut water, rosehip powder, All of these ingredients are going to help build collagen naturally using nature's most potent superfoods. Taking care of my skin has become something so important to me, not only because I travel as much as I do, but because I know that we are what we eat. So head over to OrganifiShop.com forward slash products forward slash glow so you can get your Organifi Glow pre-sale free shipping that ends in one day. So you can either go to the info button of this particular podcast and go directly to the link or go to OrganifiShop.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I-S-H-O-P.com forward slash products forward slash glow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. I am joined by a very special guest today. Monica Berg is here. So welcome, Monica. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. And I think that one of the major things that I, if it's not obvious, that I wanted to talk to you about is fear (laughs) and uh, the other being change. And I will explain. So I I love that for you, uh, change is definitely something that you uh, thrive in. Is that right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Like, I couldn't wait to talk to you about this because I have such a huge aversion to change. It is like the one thing that gives me anxiety, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to this, it really creates a high level of anxiety and stress <laughs> in my life. I enjoy it and I, I love that you you speak to all the different facets and all the things that we can learn from it and why it's something that can create a, even like a deep spiritual awakening within us. But 
I still have a really hard, hard time with it. So I was hoping that you could speak to that, I think, initially. I mean, and I think that both of those things can intermingle with, with each other. But I'm just curious as to what your experience is and what your belief is about uh, change. Well, I can tell you it didn't start out this way. That's for sure. I think most people's inclination is to run away from change, avoiding change. Um, people spend a lot of their years, early years in their life's focus in accumulating things, right? And mm -hmm. we tend to think that material things will make us happy. You know, we chase the best job and to get the best, you know, car, best house. Um, and then I think sometimes at some point we wake up and we realize that we still feel lack and the things we thought would make us happy don't. So, I started to think about this idea of change. I mean, I think that the reason we are averse to it is because when things change that we don't want to change, it's the worst thing, right? A child going through, um, their parents are getting divorced, right? And now suddenly they're forced to live into two homes and to divide their time. It's a horrible change, right? Yes. When we have change that's brought upon us, which is usually what it is, then we're like, oh, I never want that. I'm going to try to play it safe and really make my life very um, – organized and mm. routine and safe. But it's a trick because the reality is things are changing every moment, every second of every day. It's the only thing that is constant is change, right? The empowering message that I have is that you get to choose in which way your life goes, right? You can choose the direction. That's your free will. That's your strength. Um, and that's very empowering. So when I started to toy with this idea and I started to say, okay, you know what? I've had that experience also. Something happened I didn't expect. It changed a lot of things in my reality. And I didn't like that feeling. But I'm also aware that it's inevitable. So what what can I control here? And that was to really chase change, right? To be curious about things, to be open-minded, to be flexible, um, and the, ex the, the experience that really kind of thrust this upon me was when my second son was born with Down syndrome and I found out a few hours after he was born. And I thought, you know, my whole world is going to change um, as I know it, right? Even yeah. my experience as a mother is going to everything and I'm scared, right? So it was connected to the two things that I speak about a lot, which is mm -hmm. fear and change. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that we need to embrace change. Yeah, I, and I, again, you put it so eloquently and and so so beautifully where you feel the resonance of what you're saying because I feel like a lot of the times we don't actually pull back and look where, with our peripheral vision to see the the greater landscape where you're actually I mean you're right there it is constantly changing um, but what happens when we do encounter those moments where we feel like we we don't want to change something, you know, like what happens in those moments when you encounter people in your life or people that you may work with that feel like they, they don't want to feel the fear of change, but they don't want to change. Well, this is a thing. I think that we, you have to stop and ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Um, 
if I go after this change? Is am I afraid of failing if I try something different? Mm-hmm. Am I a fail that I afraid that I won't be accepted if I make this change? You know, a lot of people and that's the thing, people very often don't want those around them to change because then it might affect their relationship with them or their friendship or so I think you have to stop and ask yourself like why I, I crave this change, I mm-hmm. desire this change, but what's holding me back from making the change? And if you allow yourself to be honest with yourself, you'll you have access to that information. It's within you. Mm-hmm. Um, very often people feel lost and they don't feel like they have answers because they're not prepared to hear it because then they're afraid they have to follow through with it, right? I'm saying just ask yourself the honest question, give yourself the answer and do nothing with it if that's what you want to do, right? The first step is just to be aware of what the resistance is. And from that space, then you have choices. I mean, I always look at people um, because everybody does crave change, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants things in their life to change. They just don't like the the feeling the of feeling, it. So exactly. So, for instance, um, you know, ask yourself this question every day: like, do I do I love my life? Do I love what I do? Do I know what I love? You know, like these kinds of things. And if you don't, then take small steps towards being curious. Because if you play it safe, I guarantee you, one day you'll wake up, maybe ten years from now, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, and you will feel lack and you'll feel regret. And th- there's nothing more painful for that than regret because the choices you, the options you had maybe at some point might not be there anymore, right? Yeah. So, um, so I just don't think that, I think that if you look at it in this way, that change is inevitable, change is happening every second of every day. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is that things change very slowly until you realize that they've changed completely, right? Mm -hmm. It's that we're not paying attention day to day. And then we wake up and we're like, well, when did that happen? Um, so if you start paying attention to your life with curiosity and with openness, then there's no room for fear or, um, and it's the it's the right choice because you'll you, again if you do the projection in ten twenty years if I live my life the way I'm living now and I'm not happy in that way then where am I going to be then? Yeah, well I love that you're saying that. So is it implicit that we have that openness and that clear vision in order to create something sustainable? I think it's important to give yourself emotional feedback each and every day, um, and I do that all the time. Just because I've studied something or I've practiced a certain kind of exercise or discipline, I still ask myself, does this make me happy? I don't want to do anything just because I did it yesterday or I've been doing it for five years or 20 years. I every day check in with myself. Does this still fulfill you? Do you still feel inspired every day? And if the answer is yes, I continue doing it. If not, I give myself permission to seek something else. The Where it gets complicated is that very often we create um, – these kind of like ideals for ourselves. So, you know, if I tell you, which I was a marathon runner, right? Mm-hmm. And then at some point I decided that marathon running, those long distance, you know, my ovaries started to hurt, my knees started to hurt. I was like, hey, this is not, this clearly isn't working for me anymore. Um, but I still loved that kind of hard athletic workout. And I said, okay, well, what else can I do? What is fun? And I thought, well, what do children do? They dance, they play. So now I do do a two hour workout six days a week, um, but it's fun and it's different. But I gave myself permission to be something else. But if my ego was involved in like, oh, I'm a marathon. If I tell you I'm a marathon runner, you'll probably have an opinion of me, right? You'll say, mm. well, she's very dedicated. She's healthy. Uh, she has endurance. She, you know, she uh, likes challenges. Now I'm not that, right? But that doesn't define me. So again, if we don't get stuck on any one thing, we can be so many things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that you're saying that because I feel like most of the time we get stuck in that redundancy of, 
the norm, what the norm is. Again, because you don't want to break, you don't want to change something. You know, it's like I'm willing to sacrifice not giving a good answer to that question. Like maybe saying I'm a little bit unsatisfied right now because of the fear of what it looks like because I think that, oh no, now I'm going to have to change my entire career, you know, or my entire life. And I just would rather sacrifice the feeling of happiness right now so that maybe at some point later on in the future, I'll feel happy. There's no such thing. There's no, at some point later on in the future, those words just erase. It's, it's having an awareness, it's consciousness followed by immediate action, right? Mm -hmm. You decide something, immediate action. And I think that the other mistake people make is that they think that to change something, they need to change everything and it has to be black or white. Absolutely not. Keep your job, right? But start to tap into something else that inspires you, you know, start small. And then eventually when you feel more excited about life and your curiosity is, um, you know, met and you're feeling fulfilled and you're learning, you're going to start to gravitate more towards that. And you're going to let go of what's safe. I don't expect anybody to say to me like, okay, that's it. I'm going to quit my job. And my dream's always been this. And that's a change. I mean, that's not even realistic and that's probably not really a good idea. Um, but I'm just saying, give yourself permission to, to try it and even just to entertain the possibility of it, right? Yeah, Start yeah. there. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I really love that. It, it makes it sound like so simple <laughs> and, so, and so easy. Like, oh, that's really? That's, yeah. So fun. So yeah. Fun. And not daunting at all. I feel like a lot of the times we think that we need to make a really abrasive change in order to like create an, a certain amount or a certain level of impact in our life. And I, I, what you're saying is complete opposite. In fact, it's, it sounds way more inviting and way more pleasant than, oh, I have to quit my job right now because I'm not happy. In order for me to be happy later, I have to do this really abrupt thing now. And for some people, I'm sure that's the case, but I, I agree with you in, in what you're I saying. Mean you can apply this to everything because the idea is small change after small change creates great change. So it's the same thing. If somebody wants to lose weight or they want to start eating healthy and they become completely unrealistic, they're going to cut everything out and limit the calories and no sugar, and no like, but complete from being extreme one way to extreme the other way. Chances are it's not going to work. What I would suggest is, you know, it's more important what you don't put in your body than what you do put in your body. Let's start there, right? Mm -hmm. So you remove, let's say you drink Diet Coke. Just remove that one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Small change, right? And then maybe after a month, you're starting to feel a little bit better. Your digestion's different. Then eliminate one other thing. I mean, the, the idea is to approach change in this kind of fun, kind way. Uh, be kind to yourself in it. Often we beat ourselves up. You know, I should have done this by now or I tried that and it didn't work. No, just small change, small change after small change creates great change. That's the formula. Yeah. I And I, and I would love to just get your opinion on that because we are in a world of instant gratification and quick, quick, quick. This needs to happen quick. I need to lose weight quick. I need to change my career quickly. I need to make money quickly. Everything is such a quick, we're addicted to this instant gratification. So with what you're saying is more along a traditionalist belief system or somebody that would train for a long period of time for like a marathon, right? You can't train for a marathon in a week. This is something that takes time, right? So 
how, what would you, what's your opinion on that? Like the worlds that we're in right now where everything that you're saying is correct. It does take time. And I think that it takes a little bit, a, a, a lot more patience and, you know, a, a different level of attention and awareness than what we currently have. Do you think that's accurate? Yeah, I think it goes back to this. You know, we're all going to be pulled and pushed in so many different directions um, from external things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the world we're living in today, everything is so quick. I mean, the internet, I mean, everything's at your fingertips, whatever you want. Um, even dating apps, right? If you have so many yeah. selections and so many choices. Yeah. And that can be that can create a lot of internal pressure for a person. But that's only if your internal is um, being ruled by external things. You have to start and with the self, right? You have to begin to be, again, everything's going to come from the space of being kind to yourself, of knowing who you are and knowing what you believe. The problem is most people don't know what they believe and they wait for other people to influence them or tell them or direct them. And then we end up living somebody else's version of a life or somebody else's dream. And again, that creates a lot of lack. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that you know, with everything that anybody goes out to pursue, whatever change they want, you have to stop and ask yourself, what's your intention? Because our intention is our chosen consciousness, which means the way we think about our lives affects our lives. What we think about our lives, um, about our decisions, our choices affects what comes to us. Our beliefs about our day is how the day will unfold, right? What we think about our health is about our bodies is how healthy we'll be. So it's the space in which you live, right? Yeah. Um, and where your headspace is affects the quality of your life. So I think that the best thing to do is just to pause and say, you know, how much – because we get feedback all the time from people and it's mostly unsolicited, um, you know, <laughs> opinions and judgments. And it, it really, I mean, I remember I had the flu um, – and I was home for like five days straight, which it's not like me. I mean, I didn't leave the house at all. I couldn't work out. And I got so much done. I ended up working on my book, Change Junkie, that I'm working on now. Mm-hmm. And um, and I realized it wasn't just that I had more time, which I did because I was home, but I wasn't <laughs> feeling great, right? But yeah. it was I had zero contact with anybody other than who I wanted to have contact with. That never ever happens because I didn't leave the house. So I was thinking, oh, you know, those stairs you get in the gym or the person in the traffic that gave you whatever it is. Yeah. I was like I had zero of that. And I, I even found myself in such a different headspace in a different place. Um, so I think that it really comes to what is my intention for my life? Remember, it's your life and you alone are responsible for the quality of it. So we can blame this one or that one. But I don't think we need to go by any other, you know. Um, so what if the world's moving at a fast pace? You just need to go to your own rhythm. Yeah. But you have to know what that is. Yeah, I, I love what you said just now about being uh, choosy of who you're talking to and who you're not talking to because I feel like all of those things have such a huge impact on us and our ability to adapt to those types of changes because if you don't have the right people around you, they can siphon your energy. I talk about energy vampires all the time. (laughs) Yes. It's so important to choose your environment. So important. So how for you, like, I mean, I don't – it's safe to say that it wasn't always like this for you, right? Like you didn't have the control over the people that were around you. Like when, when did you start to realize that your environment was vital to your evolution? 
Well, it's interesting. I think over time, for sure, um, I started, I think it goes back to emotional feedback. When I would be in the presence of certain people and I'd walk away feeling um, like I had been gaslighted or feeling um, diminished in some way. And I didn't want to make it about the person, but I thought, okay, if I'm feeling this way in this space, maybe it's not the space for me to be in. And I would look at what the kinds of conversations were and, um, and how I didn't feel fulfilled. So from the space of, of what didn't work and what didn't feel right, I started to seek out different experiences. And, um, and honestly, the, the, the group of people that I like to spend most time with are the curious people. Mm. And it, because when you're curious about life, um, you're not busy with people and gossip. And it's more about growing, right? It's about mm-hmm. learning. It's about exploring. There's growth in that. So there's growth in that relationship. There's growth in that type of environment. Um, but it took really being in a different one and, and really not feeling good to be able to choose something else. Yeah. And having the awareness to know that this is not working for you. Right. And no judgment on any of them. Right. I mean, it's, it, it was just more of a, of a choice and a space. I mean, I really respect my time and it's very limited. I also have four children and I'm going to be married 22 years in August. And I have a lot of relationships that actually are really, really important to me. So any other time spent, it needs to be um, elevated. Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. It needs to be elevated. I think that's, that's huge, you know, to be able to hold yourself to that, uh, that level of uh, energetic accountability for yourself. Right. Absolutely. I love that. So for the people that are listening that are really resonating with what you're saying about change and about being aware and paying close attention to your your own personal emotional feedback what would you say to the person that is open and willing to do all of those things but is in a place where they maybe live with a partner that's not supportive or they're a single parent or they feel like they're just surrounded by negative people how do they make the first um... yeah what's like the first what what would you say should be their first step. They're already listening to this podcast, right? So like they're already seeing stuff, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, I think that there's a fundamental first step that most people miss. Um, I have another book coming out called Rethink Love and it's about relationships and it's a three-part book. And the first part um, is the relationship you have with yourself. And I think that most people miss that, really creating and cultivating that 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 is the most important relationship, right? Because you live within your body. And if you don't like who you are, you're going to be uncomfortable every single day of your life, right? If you don't like what you see in the mirror, you don't like how you feel about yourself. I don't see how you can fully be present in any other relationship or really feel successful and authentic in other areas of your life. So I say to start with that, that for, if you want to create any change, you have to first Again, know who you are, know what you believe, and really love yourself completely. It doesn't mean there aren't things about yourself that you might want to change or improve. I applaud that for sure. But at your core, you really accept yourself. Um, And if you do, then whether you're in a home or in a relationship where somebody doesn't accept you, it's not really going to have that much power over you or hold that much weight for you. Um, 
And then eventually, you know, either people around you, when they see a positive change, they step up and they change along with you, or maybe it's a relationship that you've outgrown, you know? Yeah. And, and normally, or not normally, I mean, what I've found in, in my life is that those relationships just like naturally just fall away. You know, they just, yeah, I'm a firm believer that, you know, I think everybody enters your life for a very specific reason. Not everybody's supposed to be in it forever though. And that's okay. Yeah. No, I like that because I feel like that also gives us permission to not feel like we have to be in a situation for a long period of time just because, you know, you, you decided to be, you know, best friends or be in a relationship Oh God, no! That's called that's the definition of suffering. I don't believe that either. <laughs> I think we should erase the words. I should have. I could have. I would have. I mean, I just don't believe in living life on those terms at all. Oh, it's, I, it's such a waste of time. I I totally agree, and I feel. But for me, I'm not saying but. I totally agree, 100. percent There is no but. I find that for myself, I I can go into that track quite easily that I, sh- I can should all over myself, you know? Well, it depends what you're leading with. If you're <laughs> worried about, um, if you're worried about other people and letting them down and what they're going to think of you, if you do X, Y, and Z, well then yes, you'll always end up at that space. But if you stop and say, okay, well, I'm not doing this to hurt another person. And, you know, sometimes the right thing to do is to say no, or to put up a healthy boundary. It's very hard. I mean, my nature is, to give. I'm a middle child. I've, I've always been the one to like take care of everybody's issues and solve things. And then what I decided to do with my life, um, I find myself in the same role and my nature, really, I want to help anybody who needs help. I have found though, when I offer help when I shouldn't, meaning that I do something for somebody that they really should do for themselves for their own growth it always backfires. They end up being upset at me. So I took that kind of lesson for me to be like, wait a second, the right thing to, for me to do is say, I love and support you and I'm here for you. You need to do this yourself and then let's talk about it. I can't do it for them. So there, there are times where it is, it's right to say no, or it's right to move on or it's right to have a healthy boundary, but it's difficult yeah. to cease practice. Well, thank but again, you. it starts with permission. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for saying that. And I, 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 it's, it is a practice, uh, just like everything else. I, I also like things that take a long period of time to come to fruition. You know, I, there are certain things I'm really impatient with, like, uh, anything work related <laughs> when I have to wait on other people. I'm just like, uh, I'm really impatient or, um, yeah, anything to have to do with work, you know, the podcast or or my training or retreat, you know. But when it comes to things in my personal life, like I I can cultivate a huge amount of patience, uh, and it's really I think obviously it has to do with me and my background and having a meditation practice and practicing yoga for you know two decades and having that as the foundation to you know life but obviously I still have a lot to learn so but it's interesting because sometimes we can be patient with things we shouldn't be patient with right so patience it's an interesting word you want to be patient for a process because there are processes that need to occur in life that is the purpose of life really it's the process not just the end goal but everything you learn along the way but then sometimes people are too patient in their pain or in things that aren't working right so it's it's an interesting word it can be um 
it can be confusing, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And I, I read this is just to kind of just shift, shift gears a little bit with what you're saying. It just reminded me of a question that I wanted to ask you what has been, and I feel like I already know what you're going to say, but what has been the biggest lesson that you've learned in your life thus far? Hmm. That's a big question. Um, the biggest lesson that I've learned. Yeah. I think that, well, yeah, I, I would say it's this, and it's also the, the thing that I live by now. And that is that there is a gift, a, a unique gift for my soul and every challenge that I've come across. So the challenges are opportunities for growth. And when you look at life that way and you live life on those terms, then um, that's the formula for happiness and fulfillment. So anytime something happens that feels like, you know, I know it's a gift, but it's in a, you know, cardboard box and it's not very pretty and it's not wrapped well, there is a beautiful gem inside. And if I just go through the process and I see it through and I look for what that opportunity is for me, for my own growth and my transformation, um, it's always exactly that, the the perfect gift created for me. Mm. Has it always been that way? Have you always felt that like at your core? Well, it's interesting. I think, Yes and no. Yes. But for me to understand it took obviously content and knowledge and learning. But at my core, as I said earlier, I just don't believe that we're meant to suffer. I never have. I just don't believe it. So if you don't believe in suffering, then when something happens that somebody could choose to be a victim about or a martyr and, oh my God, my life's so horrible because this thing happened. Well, then that's, that's going to be your experience. But if you have a different outlook on life, then you'll never go to that place. I mean, um, you know, when my son, I had a friend actually who had known me for years, my kids, he's seen them and we were at dinner and we lived in California and we said, yeah, you know, we're really thinking of moving to New York. Um, but I'm not sure for Josh, you know, I've got to find the right programs for him and the right support for him. It's a big move. And he looks at me, he's like, well, what's wrong with Josh? I was like, what are you talking about? You've seen Josh. He's like, no, really? I said, he has Down syndrome. Now, Josh is really awesome and he's really thriving. Um, but he said something interesting, my friend. He said, you know what? You just don't wear it. And I think that's the, the point, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when things happen in life that are painful, we wear the pain and we hug it and we carry it on like a coat. We wear it all the time. I choose to to leave, leave it behind. And Josh has been my greatest teacher and my greatest life lesson. I mean, honestly, he's taught me empathy. He's taught me kindness. He's made me a better person. I wouldn't change that for anything in the world. Um, but that's not how I understood it when he first came in the world, but that's what I chose to take from it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is, that is so inspiring. (laughs) And and I really, I love that, um, that as your ethos, because I, I can totally resonate with that. What is your personal definition of freedom? Well, that's a great question too. Um, because freedom means things, you know, to different people, different things to different people. Mm-hmm. But I think that freedom at its core, you know, should mean the same to everybody if it if it's real, right? I think that it's um, it's not, you know, getting out of a bad situation. It's not just changing life situation. Freedom is living a life without chaos. And um, 
that means being untouched by things that are difficult that happen. It's the same thing we're just talking about. It means that like, you know, I went to the airport, I missed my flight. I thought I had to be there at a certain time and oh my, and then this whole thing, right? That's not freedom. The alternative would be, I missed my flight. It's not meant to be. I'm going to really enjoy, airports are awesome lately. You know, they've got these great <laughs> restaurants and like, <laughs> I'm going to like, it, it happened to my husband and I, that we don't have oh, a lot yeah. of time with each other. So yeah. we made it a date. We had a date night in the airport and we caught my <laughs> flight, right? That for me is freedom, that outlook. Um, when everything goes wrong, which people would say, oh, this is chaos. Right. I'm thinking, no, this is right. This has gone right. Oh, I, I'm, I'm just going to call you every day, Monica, and to just be like, <laughs> okay, this is going on. I'm trying to shift my perspective here to make it feel like this is a good thing. Well, you know, at the end of the day, everything is good. You know, everything's great. I was working with one of my students and he was kind of making fun of me because Everything he was telling me, it's like something good. I'm doing air quotes, something good. I'm like, that's great. If something is bad, I'm like, that's great. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, there's a lesson in everything. And every single person that comes into your life is a teacher. And I think that to your point, that's that's a great way to look at the circumstantial things that happen as your teacher as well. A hundred percent. I mean, the thing is, our our perception, right? It's our ability to change the way we see things is our most powerful gift. And I don't think people take advantage of that. And, you know, we all are influenced and shaped by our history, um, things that have happened to us. Mm -hmm. And our brains are constantly processing data, even data we're not even aware of, right? Like I told you that day, I didn't leave the house for five days. Like I realized how many things were coming into my brain that were not invited. Um, but behind how we perceive the world is our whole story. And we come into the world with baggage and the past and all of our events that mold us and influence us. But we can choose a different perspective in any given moment. That's up to us. But again, we need to be aware of what we think and what we believe. Um, you know, for instance, I uh, and I think about this a lot. I was coming home one day with my youngest, who's six, and at the time, I think it was like a year or two ago, and we have these plants outside the front door, and they should be green if they're alive, right? <laughs> so we come home, and she said, oh, mommy, look, they're yellow. And before she could finish, I said, I know, I know, I, I didn't water them. And she said, I said, they're dying. She's like, what do you mean? Yellow is a beautiful color. It's beautiful. And I thought, well, she doesn't have context, right? right? She's not shaped by any data or past. Or She'll know now that when something is yellow, it's dying. And therefore, I don't think it's beautiful. But in her mind, it was it had changed colors. It was magical, right? I mean, that's what fall is. But at, at, when it's fall, we expect that, right? But if it's like a plant we're supposed to take care of, somehow we it's just a belief system. You can change what you think at any given time. Yeah, I love that. So for the people that are listening to this right now that are wondering, like, what is what is the first, I don't know, like, what, what are the first three things that they can do to start opening themselves up to this perspective, aside from, you know, reading your book, obviously, and the books that are coming out, <laughs> obviously, um, what are three things that somebody who's desiring that level of spiritual awareness, emotional intelligence or awareness, what are three things that they can do today? Well, I think the first is um, 
is to open yourself up to the idea of change, that it's a good thing and that it's something you want, right? So first you have to create that openness and then embrace it. Um, and to know that it's really just one change in the right direction is all it takes. When you take that first step, which again starts with consciousness, yeah. then your whole life will unfold in ways that surprise you until then you become addicted to the change. I mean, it really, it really, really works. Um, and then you're no longer a victim to your life circumstance. You're actually, you're leading the ship. Um, I think also a lot of it comes down to having gratitude and appreciation for where you are at, right? Again, there are things that we may want to change, but it doesn't mean that everything needs to change. It doesn't mean that we're bad people. It's to take a moment and really see positive things in each and every day. Appreciate that you were able to wake up in the morning and that your body works and that it nourishes you. Now, you may want to change things about your body, but appreciate that your body's healthy. I think that, again, in the society we're living in, instant gratification, you know, new equals better, um, no, not necessarily. There's, there's amazing things about each and every one of us. And those things that we admire about ourselves, we should grow and we can grow. And that's seeking out opportunities to do that. And things that are not working also seek out opportunities to change those things. It doesn't have to be so hard. It doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be complicated. And we overcomplicate so many things. Just simply approach your life and yourself with curiosity and with kindness followed by immediate action. That is the formula. Wow. I love that. Thank you so much, Monica. It's been so nice to have oh, a conversation. I, I know. I know. I feel like we're just getting started too. You know, all that means is that we have to do another, uh, another interview. That's Absolutely. That and that's really exciting for me because then it just, you know, it gives me more, uh, more enthusiastic things to look forward to. <laughs> so I can be like, okay, we're going to talk about this next time and this, Absolutely. and I want to elaborate on this. And then it helps our audience to be able to respond with questions that they may have or things that they want answered. So it's fun. Um, okay. So for all of my guests, I always ask a specific question and I've been kind of changing it as of late. Um, because I, I don't know, because I felt like it and it's my podcast and I could do that. <laughs> so I, I always start by telling, uh, telling people that I started this podcast as a way for people to go, uh, to come to this place, this forum, this community to get inspired or to feel supported and to know that we are all radically loved by God, source, universe, whatever higher power of your understanding. Um, and so the question for you is, I always ask, how do you feel radically loved or what do you radically love? But I just want you to answer whatever speaks to your heart. So whatever radically loved or radical love means to you. Uh, I, I like that question. I refer to it as unconditional love. And, um, and it is connected to our source, to the creator where we come from. And I think it's tapping into that perfect, um, all encompassing love that I try to feel for myself and connect to my higher power and then spread that to everybody around me. Um, and really just to love and see people in the world for the beauty that they are simply that they exist is to love them and, uh, and to do that without expectation. 
Oh, where can, uh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm like, where can we go get that? <laughs> well, I think that we, we, the trick is we often love people and then we have a big expectation of what we should receive in return. Yeah. And, um, then I really try to practice just loving and seeing the good, especially when someone hurts me. Um, and, and again, that connects to the freedom question. I mean, that is freedom. I don't want to be touched by, by that because it's not even real. It's other people's movies and behaviors and they're acting, they're probably doing their best, but they have their own stuff. Right. So I just want to connect to the goodness in each person, but I got to connect to that goodness within myself first. Thank you, Monica. That has been so great. I've, I've taken way too many notes because, <laughs> because you said so many incredible things. Where can people, for the people that are listening to this podcast, where can they go for more information uh, about you or to connect with you? Uh, my blog is rethinklife.today. And you can follow me on Instagram, monicaberg74. And my book, Fear is Not an Option, is available on Amazon. Great. And so for those of you that are listening, the links to all those three things will be on the info button in whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. So if you go to the info button, you can have direct links to Monica's blog, uh, her Instagram handle, and also her book. So check that out. And I am so grateful, Monica, that we finally got to do this. Thank you so much. I hope that you come on again. And I'm really grateful for the work that you're doing and the, the philosophy that you're teaching out in the world. I didn't even get to talk to you about uh, any of the Kabbalah Center stuff that I really wanted to talk to you about. So um, I hope that you come on the show again and we can have another really great conversation. I would be happy to. Thank you so much. This was really fun. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.